Hey, hey there, everyone. Welcome back to Leveling the Playing Field, where we expose delusions, fallacies, and misunderstandings about markets, investing, and risk. I'm Ken Goldberg, and I've spent the last 40 years immersed in the world of investing and trading, from Wall Street firms to Chicago options trading floor. I've founded and sold three hedge funds, won the World Cup Trading Championship, and my insights have been highly sought after as the most read outside contributor at thestreet.com. In this podcast, it's just you and me. We're going to dive into topics that most people don't understand, and if they do, they're following a myth rather than a truth. So hang on and let's get started. And today's show is about myths and fallacies. And we're going to address one of each, I think. But before we do that, I want to shout out to Elliott Wave International, who kindly provides many of our graphics and charts from time to time. And we really appreciate it and couldn't do it without them. So here we go. Speaking of charts, while not provided by Elliott Wave International this week, Check out that first chart and let me explain what that is because it's really important. A survey was done recently asking people how long they've been trading. And it turns out, as you can see by the leftmost box, that 82% of the people surveyed say they've been trading for less than 10 years. In fact, 66% of the people surveyed say they've been trading for less than five years. And 30% of the people surveyed say they've been trading for less than two years. But the big number is, look at that amount of people, most of us included, that say they've been trading for less than 10 years. So let's look at what that actually is. A lot of people would say, well, wow, you've been trading for 10 years. You have tremendous experience. You've been around. Well, not really, because in the past 10 years, that's only 2013, which means that the only down market was the COVID crash. And as you can see, I've highlighted that in the chart, the COVID flash crash. Why is it called a flash crash? Well, it was completely erased in nine months. If you remember, COVID broke out, everything was shut down. And the markets tanked. They had a very, very bad five or six weeks in early 2020. And the Fed came in and absolutely drowned the system in money, flooded the system with money. And by November or nine months later, the Dow was back up to its all-time high right before the crash. In other words, that entire decline, that crash was erased in nine months. Now, that's not typical, but it's the only bear market 82% of the people have ever seen, 82% of the people surveyed. As you can see in that box in the upper right-hand corner of that chart, from the lower left-hand corner of the box to the upper right-hand corner of the box, that's the rally from 2013 until 2021. And other than that quick 
five or six week period in early 2020, it's been straight up. So even though we might think of 10 years as a long time to have trading experience, it only encompasses one type of market, a bull market. And to have experience doesn't mean you just were alive. It doesn't mean you were just an observer. It means you have to have exposure to more than one type of market. In other words, you're either trained or you're untrained. And being in a market like we've had since 2013 that's been straight up, other than a quick hiccup, means you're only trained for a bull market. You're not trained for a sideways market and you're not trained for a down market. And as most people will tell you who have to actually use their training to succeed or avoid disaster, it's all about the diversity and the quality of training. So as you can see here, again, the past 10 years has been a one-way market, impossible to acquire broad training in a one-way market. Look to the lower left-hand corner of that same chart, and you can see where I entered the market myself in 1985, 38 years ago. Now, what did I experience when I entered the market in 1985? Well, I was lucky because I entered the market in 1985, and the Dow basically was on its way straight up to the 1987 peak. I entered the market when the Dow had just broken above 1,000, if you can imagine that. So the Dow breaks above 1,000. I enter the market. I, I am a stockbroker at that time. And I'm talking to people about the market and everything goes up until 1987. And then we had this big, huge crash in 1987. That also was a very fast crash, but Unlike the COVID crash, the flash crash for COVID that took nine months to get back to the all-time highs, the 1987 market didn't return to its 1987 highs for two years. Also relatively short, but still it took two years to get back to those highs. Let's move on as I move through my market experience now. I move into the 90s and they were pretty good. And we move into the Y2K period, and we get to the 1999-2000 area with the dot-com bubble, the tech bubble, and that becomes the peak in 2000, very early 2000, and then leads to the tech wreck or the dot-com bomb, as it was known back then. What happened then? Well, as you can see, we had this big crash. The market fell 50% on the S&P, 35% on the Dow, bottomed in 2002, 2002, and didn't get back up to the peak all-time high of 2000 until late 2006. So a six-year round trip to get back to the all-time high. Well, then what happened? That's 
2022 market crashes down, then what happened? Well, the market continued higher up into 2007, peaked, things got out of control. The housing market peaked in 06. The stock market peaked in 07. We had the financial crisis that almost unplugged almost every financial system in every country around the world. And the market had this horrific crash from 07 to 09. And again, the S&P fell 50%, the Dow fell 50%, the NASDAQ fell 80%, 70%, something like that. And it took until 2013 to get back to the 2007 highs. Again, six years of sideways to down market before new all-time highs were seen. So where are we now? Well, that's three market crashes amongst a monster bull market of my previous 30 year, 38 years or almost four decades. I'm in the latter part of my fourth decade of market experience and likely about to see or in the middle of seeing my fourth bear market. Now compare that to the survey that we just discussed, where 82% of the people surveyed say they've been trading for less than 10 years. They've barely seen any market other than straight up. Compare that to my experience. I've seen many markets going up, many markets going sideways, and many markets declining or crashing. So what's the point the point is, is that you're either trained or you're not. Just being out there in the market is not training. It doesn't prepare you to manage risk or capital. It only prepares you to play in a game that's going in one direction. Similar to playing poker. You can play poker and do very well against your friends who aren't as good of a poker player as you are. And you might be the guy or the gal who takes all the money every time. Does that mean you're trained or you're just better than everyone you know who is failing to get better? Well, it doesn't mean you're trained because if you take your current skill, having only played with your local group, and you take it to Las Vegas or even the champ, the poker championship, you'll find that you might not be trained in an environment where you're not the best. Same with the stock market. You're either trained or you're not. And as history shows, it's much better to be trained than not trained. Speaking of that, let's move to the next chart. Now, the next chart is not a myth about experience and how experience is only relative. It's relative to who else you're dealing with. But this is the fallacy that many people are hearing right now on financial television, in the media, 
on your nightly business channels that the market is now 20% above its October of 2022 lows. In other words, the market has rallied since the crash bottomed in the fall of 2022, and it has rallied over 20%, and therefore, a new bull market has begun. This is called the fallacy of the 20% bull market. What does that mean? It means that not every time a market moves from low to high in more than 20% has a new bull market began. And to show that point, we use one of the most obvious that anyone alive has ever seen. And that is the peak in 1929 and the eventual crash into the 1932 low where the Dow lost 88% in just a couple of years. Three years, 88%. And that was the Dow. That was the blue chip indicator, the best of the best back then. But where does the fallacy actually come in? Well, let's look at that graph. So the market peaks in 1929, the roaring 20s, and the great crash occurs, and the depression, the great depression as it's known, begins, and the market and the Dow, let's use the Dow, falls from roughly 380 all the way down to 230 into October 1929. Then look what happens. The market turns straight up and rallies 28%. Now, technically, most people called that a new bull market because it had risen more than 20%. But in fact, that was not the beginning of a new bull market. It was a relief bounce, a bear market bounce, what some people call a sucker bounce in an ongoing bear market. It was not the beginning of a new bull market. And how do we know? Well, as you can see from that May of 1930 peak, that dramatically lower high in May of 1930, Follow the arrow down and you'll see that from that high that was being called the new bull market, the market fell 85%. So from the place that the, the crowd believed a new bull market had begun and was moving through, the market peaked, rolled over, and crashed 85%. Remember, the entire decline from 1929 into 1932 was 88%, and 85% occurred from the point at which the public believed a new bull market had begun. Let's look all the way down to the bottom of that chart, and we can see the actual low in 1932. What happened after that? Well, the market rallied from 1932 to 1933 and doubled a 100% move in the market. Not just the 20% move that's typically called a new bull market. This was a 100% move. The market doubled in less than a, in about a year from mid 1932 to mid 1933. But was that the beginning of a new bull market? Well, it depends on your time perspective, because while the 
Dow never made a lower low in price in 1932. It was the beginning of a roller coaster throughout the 1930s and 1940s. What do I mean by that? Well, as you can see, the market rallied, the Dow rallied all the way up into 1937. And then in 1937, it had another crash that took it down from that peak. So it depends on your timing. For instance, if you listen to the media in May of 1930, believed the market crash was over and believed a new bull market had begun, you would have put your money into the Dow in the 280 to 300 area. And then you would have experienced an 85% crash. That would not have been a good experience. That would have been a horrible time to be in the market. Similarly, if you would have waited after the 1932 low and been afraid of being in the market, like most people were, most people didn't even want to talk about stocks. Most people didn't even know what stocks were. Back then, most stock market participants were businessmen and companies. And if you would have not jumped in at the absolute low, but if you would have waited and finally, as most people did back then, determined that I can't take it anymore, I have to get into this market. If you would have done that in 1937, you would have seen again a crash that would have taken much of your capital. Now, the lesson is that timing is everything. So unless you're willing to put money into the market and never touch it and never need it and only put money into the market that you're going to pass on to others, there's nothing but roller coaster activity in all markets and all stocks. One of the biggest mistakes we can make is believing in these fallacies and these misconceptions about certain rules about the market, like every 20% rise is a new bull market. Therefore, put your money in right now and everything will be okay. Again, this example of 1930 to 1932 is one of many very confusing and misleading situations where the fallacy of the 20% bull market would have likely done you more damage than good. Again, today's episode is to highlight time in market and the fact that experience is relative. Experience doesn't just mean length of time. It means diversity of environment. You have to have not just time, but different environments in order for you to actually have experience. Otherwise, you're just at the right place at the right time. And that's just not a good strategy. And the other point of today's episode is to highlight that not everything we're told is factual or completely factual. 
for instance, the fallacy of the 20% bull market. So there we go. That's going to do it. Thank you. Well, that wraps it up for this episode. Hey, I really wanted to thank everyone for honoring us and taking the time to listen to our show. There's, of course, tens of thousands of podcasts out there now. And we're grateful that you find the time to come back and listen to ours. Just know that we got you.